everyone, I'm Larissa Russell of Creative You, and I'm your host of the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here's where we talk about the connection between creativity and healing by interviewing amazing creatives, spectacular healers, and inspiring people who have used creativity in their healing. What does it mean to be creative? What is creativity? You don't have to write a best-selling book or paint a masterpiece or even play in a rock band. Creativity is in everything that we do, in the ways we think, in the way we run a business, in our everyday lives, we are creative all the time. Let's talk about how we are creative and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally, right now on the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Hi, everyone. Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing. Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Today, I have with me Iris Fritchie Cousins. Iris is a Dutch mixed media artist, teacher, and vlogger based in London, UK. She is passionate about art and art journaling for self-expression and self-discovery. Online Iris loves to share her art, outlook, and creative life through pictures, writing, and videos. It's important to her to share real life, not just polished social media version. So apart from the happy time, she also addresses the harder feelings and struggles like creative block. She hopes that authentically sharing her creative life will inspire those on a similar journey. So welcome, Iris. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I, you know, when I'm reading that, I think I, yours is one of the vlogs that I actually do watch because I just, <laughs> I love the combination of creativity and real life. And I, I do, I watch your vlog every oh, time. I really, I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, I love hearing that. I, I'm always like, who watches them? But then I'm making the types of vlogs exactly that I like watching. So, you know, <laughs> hopefully yeah. that resonates with people. I think it must. Well, it does with me. I, I'm mm. hoping it does with us. Cool. <laughs> so can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you here? Right. Yeah, it's a long, long and winding road. I. It's funny because when I was younger, I always expected that um, a path to creativity was going to be very straightforward. It and it would revolve mostly around talent, like as in you have talent, you can do that arty thing and then you're just going to do it. And then like, you know, like you're riding off into the sunset and that's it. Um, and for me, it's been really, yeah, like windy and um, unclear for a lot of the time. I'm only just now finding kind of embracing the unclearness and that actually has helped me uh, feel much more I don't know confident and I don't, confidence not really the right word but kind of like I have an inner permission now that I didn't have when I first started I struggled so much in the beginning um, feeling like I was allowed to make art um, feeling like uh you know, being so worried about my art not being very good, that kind of thing. Um, and so it's taken so many years and a lot of time also where I wasn't creating and like beating myself up about it a lot. Um, and kind of coming to a, a realization or an understanding that it's all part of the journey, as painful as that is, as annoying as it is for me to have to accept that sometimes not creating is actually an important part of it because I just want to be productive all the time. Kind of, I feel like that would be uh, success, you know, um, and that is just not the way it is. Uh, but I feel like I'm in quite a good groove now with my creativity, like just letting it be what it is. Um, 
but yeah, I don't take for granted how long it has taken me to get to this kind of comfort level. And it's still not always a comfort level, you know, like sometimes I'll try something new and new supply, new technique, and then I'm just right back in that feeling of being a beginner again and like, oh, it's not working. Um, but yeah, kind of like always approaching it with this trust of like, it's, it's a journey, you know, um, and embracing that. It, it's so true. Creativity. And, and I think for a lot of people, you know, our creativity was sort of stopped in school because it was marked mm. and it was judged. And so a lot of people just gave up on their creativity. And so learning to be creative in whatever way that is for you, it mm. is, is a, it, it is a journey because it can be Definitely. really difficult. Yeah. And also like when you say that about school and being marked, it kind of puts the emphasis also on creating for someone else, for what it looks like, for what somebody else is going to think. And it took me a long time to get to a point where I was like, oh, hang on a minute. The creating that I'm doing is actually for myself. It's amazing to share it. It's amazing to get feedback that people like it or connect with it. But if it's not, if, if it's not coming from inside me and like, the creativity of me wanting to express something, then you're kind of always running after, I don't know, other people's opinions or, or that kind of thing. And, and, and it makes it very unsustainable. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's so true. I know myself, I'm an abstract artist. And so, you know, I, when I show up on YouTube and I, I can't even draw a stick person and <laughs> artist are you well I'm an abstract artist and I don't Mm. draw I'm still working on those pieces but it's true um Mm. you know watching for the judgments of others and how that affects your own work Mm. yeah so what does healing with creativity mean to you I think for me my art and and the therapy that I do like I am in therapy and have been for a long time um is like really interconnected And um, because they kind of both lead uh, and deal with a similar thing, which is a discovery of myself. And I feel like um, uh, like there's this when you talk about healing, it's often like at least in my mind, it feels like, okay, you've got like an unhealed here and then you've got healed here and then there's a line between. But I kind of feel like to me healing isn't a destination that you arrive at it's a it's like a it's a journey of discovery and um understanding and i i have noticed that the more i understand about myself through therapy through um through doing art through doing very emotional art that kind of really deals with my feelings the um the happier i feel as a person and i don't mean like happy la 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 i don't have any problems i mean more like um a sense of well-being, I guess, where you still have the, you have the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows. You have, you know, like stuff happens that sucks and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's more like a, an all-encompassing kind of richness in life that I feel like I'm moving towards through, you know, self-understanding uh, that I get from both therapy and art. And, and so that, I guess, is what healing is to me. It isn't just a fix. Uh, or a destination it's like a whole process Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true so true what inspires you then in the work that you do um I think for me it's a lot about 
connecting with myself. I grew up very um, like logical. It was all very much about uh, practical practicality. I didn't feel particularly loved as a child. I felt taken care of, like as in like all my practical needs were met, but there wasn't really a lot of room for me as a person. Um, so uh, consequently, I never really discovered who I was until much more recently, until I started kind of doing therapy and, you know, realizing that I was quite deeply unhappy and like, why? Like, not just why from like a point of view of like stuff coming at you from the outside, but also from the inside. Um, so it's basically this kind of like the connection to myself and, and, and going somewhere that I never went before, like a person with feelings, a person with like really a strong ability for expression. I always was very kind of like flat. I was always very much concerned with what other people would think of me. I'm still very concerned with what other people think of me, but, um, but at least now I notice it. I notice that that's one of my drivers. And um, uh, so being able to discover those things about myself and have a, uh, um, like a place to express these things. It's, it's really, it's really amazing. And so that's what, when I sit down and I make my art, it's often to just see what will happen. Like I just um, leave it completely free. I mean, obviously I have my art style, I have go-to techniques and stuff, but there isn't like I sit down and think, oh, I'm going to make a blah, 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 or I'm going to make something that looks like that. It's just, I sit down and I kind of I'm just with myself and then I draw upon both the kind of the practical art techniques that I have learned over the years and what I might be feeling although not necessarily in a very conscious way like I don't sit down going I'm angry I'm going to now express my anger I don't do it that way it's just more like a trust in the process that if I sit down and I make the time to do art then something will come out and then I can either look at it afterwards and interpret it or analyze it or like you know, psychoanalyze it, but I don't have to because there's already um, value in just having sat down with myself and my feelings and expressed myself. So, hmm. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that. And just this is so authentically you that you know that little bit of a tangent you did because you get passionate. I've seen that in you so many times. <laughs> that passion in you, and I just love that. I love that. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a lot of opinions. They always come out. <laughs> I understand that one. Yes, I do too. So, so then what creative healing modality do you use the most for yourself? Well, it's kind of what I already touched upon. So it's not, it's a, it's a sitting down, showing up as myself with a kind of trust I go like, mm, because like sometimes it's so difficult because sometimes I'm in a negative mood and it's not like, oh, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make art. It's like, you know, I don't want to make art or like I had I don't have any ideas. I I whatever those kind of things. Um, but so the. Yeah, it's not a straight it's a straightforward question, but I don't have a straightforward answer to it because it's it's more like a sitting down with myself, engaging in those, I guess, rituals that I have built up like if you see the art techniques uh, not as a way of achieving something specific because like I said I don't work like that I'm not working towards something specific but I have all these little um, tricks in my toolbox and they are kind of like um, 
yeah, like little rituals that I pick and choose. And I guess that's that's what people will do. So when they do something um, for healing and connecting with themselves, like it might be, you know, having a cup of tea or lighting a candle or I don't know, um, praying or things like that you know there's lots of different ways and I think for me it's the connection it's the the way that art and art techniques allow me into a connection with myself those are the building blocks I guess that make up um the the healing modality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know as someone who teaches healing with creativity or facilitates I don't know if I Mm. teach per se I facilitate it um it I, I think that's very true, right? Having that connection to whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to be one modality or another, but that connection to whatever creative outlet you're using in the moment, mm. I think it's so important. So and important. also because that's the thing, it's like, you're not going to, you're not going to, um, the, the healing is in the process. It's like, it's not, it's not because at the end of the day, you can tick off that you've meditated. It's the fact that you meditated. It's the fact that you made art, that you went through that during the time that you spent on it. So I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you could change one aspect of our society through your work, what would that be? Oh, it's about feelings. (laughs) I feel like Um, So having grown up in a, you know, in a, having had a childhood in which feelings were just not really present and understood or encouraged or anything like that. Um, And I see that in a lot of people too. I can see that people find it really hard to bear people's feelings, especially if they're negative. And I suffered from that and I took it into myself. So other people not being able to bear my feelings kind of resulted in also me not being able to bear my feelings and being able to bear other people's feelings and that is what I want for our society to be able to bear our own feelings and other people's feelings more and I hope that by um I don't know showing the art that I create but also my vlogs and the kind of the writing stuff that I do talking about the process and not just going like oh here's a nice end result or whatever um I really hope that that will help people engage with it more and not feel so scared about it and not feel like they just have to I don't know smile or put a happy face on things and that there is room to express um you know all the facets of life Uh, because the thing is it happens you know when when somebody dies you're gonna grieve or when somebody I don't know some something random when somebody bumps into you or cuts you off on the street or whatever it's gonna annoy you and like pretending that those things don't exist and pretending that those things don't affect you uh, or not being able to listen to someone who might be annoyed about something I think it creates this whole big web of people being kind of I don't know, emotionally constipated um, and, and, and it doesn't lead to a, a caring and a loving society. It, it, you know, it leads to a very frustrated, um, hurting society. And I really, you know, wish for more of that kind of caring acceptance of feelings um, to kind of make, make the world a bit of a better place. Yeah. And I think that's a really important, important point because we we are taught from a very young age not to show like don't let people know you're angry don't let people know you're sad don't you know um you know hide away and do those things and Mm. and that's not real life right 
And if you're lucky enough to have a supportive family or supportive people around you where you can actually, because that would be the ideal situation. Sure, you need to like show up for your job and not be having a breakdown, but only if you have that support system in place. And that's luck of the draw, whether you have that. I mean, you can seek it out, but as a child, you don't seek that out. You're either, you have it or you don't have it. And so, you know, the more that that is a conversation and the more that that is normalized, I think the, you know, the better, it's like small steps, but they're really important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that creatives and healers are often questioned about is monetizing their work. Mm. And as a creative, how do you feel about monetizing your creativity? Mm. That's such a good question. It's, I, I really struggle with it. Um, and I think that has uh, to do with feelings of self-worth, uh, feelings around money. I think money is hugely complicated because um, we're kind of, as we grow up, we are told to not care about money and we are told to care about money in equal measure. And it's very confusing. And it, it's... Um, like, I wish you didn't, ha I wish money wasn't an issue because, and I, I asked myself, it's like a thought experiment. I asked myself this question very often, like, would I be doing what I'm doing if I didn't get any money for it? Will I continue to do what I'm doing if I don't get enough money for it to make a living? And like full disclosure, I don't make enough money off of my art at the moment to make a living. I'm like, I, I I've taken a lot of steps and I earn some money, but not enough to support my family. And that's like, it's really difficult to like, to know um, what that means. Like, what does that mean in terms of the time I spend on it? What does that mean in terms of the value of the things that I produce? And so, it, yeah, it's like, I don't have any answers specifically, but it's definitely something that I am very conscious of. And um what I want for people who do art and want to monetize it is like, I, I want people to just feel the permission and feel the kind of like that, that that's allowed. Um, and that is, that, that isn't bad or dirty. And it's so funny because it's like, on the one hand, like you would say to people like, Oh, I'm an artist. If you dare to call yourself an artist and they'd be like, Oh, you know, do you make your money with it? As in that, that would be the assumption that if you say I'm an artist, people would assume that you make money with it. But if people don't want to pay for it, does that affect the value? Or if you don't sell your work, because that's just not what you're interested in, does that affect the value of your work? I, I find it really interesting. Um, but I have this man mantra um, because I often find it very difficult to monetize what I do. So my mantra is, if you, if you don't sell it, they can't buy it. Because I often, I'm like, oh, I'm not making enough money. I want to support my family. But like, how do I, you know, how do I do it? And I'm like, if I haven't put the painting in my shop, nobody can buy it. <laughs> you know, so, you know, set, if you want, if, if you want people to buy it, you got to sell it. So true. I love that. <laughs> I love that because, you know, and this comes to my next question, we'll get to in a second, but when we don't value it ourselves, right? Or we don't, because you're right, money is complicated. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different things tied to that and your own personal value. And, uh, but yeah, if you don't, if you don't post it up there for someone to sell or to someone yeah. to buy, you can't sell it, right? Yeah, They're not going to just wander into your house. <laughs> exactly. And Hopefully. you also need to, um, 
what one thing that I've struggled with a lot is being satisfied with an amount of money, with earning an amount of money that isn't enough yet, because it's so easy to make a certain amount of money that isn't enough for your goals and then to completely obliterate that achievement and say like, oh, well, because it's not enough, like it's as if as if it's not worth anything. So I've really had to like consciously work on that mindset that, okay, you know, I am not earning enough to support my family right now, but what I am earning is way more than nothing. And so, you know, it's really worthwhile. And that's, you know, that's something I'm actively working on. And it's totally a mindset thing. It's not about, you know, um, uh, it's it's not about practical, specific amounts. It's a mindset thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And and so then, then comes my next question about struggling with imposter syndrome. And you've mm-hmm. mentioned it a few times throughout. So how do you work through that? It's just so difficult. Like I have things on my to-do list in my planner and like I will notice when I'm struggling with something because it's scary because I feel like I'm not allowed to or whatever because it keeps getting pushed. I use the bullet journaling system. So every time you don't do something, you move it onto the next page or whatever. And when I notice that I've moved something onto the next page like three or four times, which would be like three or four weeks, I'm like, ah, I... I'm obviously struggling with that thing and I keep doing all the other things. I'll keep being really productive, but not do that one thing that is both scary and important. Um, I am lucky though, that I no longer feel super big imposter syndrome about my art itself. Uh, That's been a long journey, like more than 10 years uh, to get to that point. Um, but the imposter syndrome is much more about visibility and about um, being in uh, being in business and uh, trying to, you know, do things that I feel like are just way too big for myself. Like I could possibly have those things, you know, um, but everything is like made up of 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 small steps. Um, and, you know, you like you see people who seem like they are an overnight success and then you start looking at what they've been doing and you're like, oh, they've been doing it for five years, 10 years, whatever, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, you got to push through uh, that. Or I don't push through sound is the wrong word. I think it's you have to go through um, that. All of the individual moments where you're where you're pushing something off where you put it onto next week's to-do list and um you know eventually you will hopefully do it um and 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 it kind of that's that's incremental you know like 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 vlogging used to be really difficult for me and now as in like I made a big thing in my head and now it's much easier I can do it just you know just fits into my life and stuff um and I think a lot of things that are difficult and that you have inner voices telling you, oh, you shouldn't, you can't, like, who do you think you are? Um, that uh, uh, becomes easier over time once you've kind of broken through that barrier. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so true. You know, I, I find myself the same way and I question, you know, if I've moved it a number of times, it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> what's yeah. really going on here? Yeah. And then I, then I just break it down and I'm like, okay, well, if I just did this little piece of it, what if I just mm-hmm. did this little piece? 
And so now, because I know that about myself, I try to do that at the beginning, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not wait till it's been on my list for, you know, months. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And also, do you find that when you then start doing something that you've put off a lot, you're like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Like, I thought it was terrible, but it's actually like, you know, not not that difficult. It's just like it's the idea in your head um, that is the biggest obstacle. It really is. And that that idea of how much work it's going to be or how hard it's going to be or, you know, I don't have the skills. I don't have the whatever it is. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and then when you start to do it, you're like, oh, I totally got this. I got yeah. this. <laughs> Absolutely. It's so true. So I ask all my guests if they have an inspirational quote or a motto that they live by. And you did mention your mantra. Do you have mm-hmm. any others that you? That oh, you yeah. I, uh, done is better than perfect. I feel like I would not be doing anything. I wouldn't have gotten as far as I have with uh, the art that I make, the teaching I do, the videos I make on YouTube um, and my Patreon I wouldn't have got to any of that if I had stayed in my kind of perfectionist um, mindset. I wouldn't even have got to my art style because my art style is literally very imperfect. That's that's part of um, that's part of my style. It is an imperfect style, and 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 that's allowed me to be very expressive and to be very brave and to keep doing it um, because perfectionism or trying to get things perfect is stifling um and like I said it's again that the the example of the vlogging the first few times I did it it it's like music I need to pick the right music or to pick the right titles and the, the right transitions and all that stuff and then if I hadn't kind of got through those crappy first few ones I would never have got to this um this sense of ease that I have now where I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'll just like record this clips and, you know, do this. And like I, I edit it together and it just, it feels so easy. And I'm like, I had to go through the creating the imperfect first few ones to get, not that they're perfect now, but, but, but they no longer feel intimidating now, whereas they did in the first place. And if I'd have left that perfectionism to tell me that I shouldn't, put it out there until it was perfect, then it just never would have happened. Yeah. And I, I love that too. As a recovering perfectionist myself, yeah. I totally understand that one. And I have learned not a hundred percent on it, but I've learned for the most part, just get it up there, just yeah. do it. Right. And uh, get it out. Like, Cause that is, um, you know, uh, absolutely. So um, I see that you have a free gift. Um, you have your 20 page art and inspiration guide called get inspired. So mm-hmm. we'll make sure that the link is there so that people have that they can find you and enjoy you as much as I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but is there anything else you'd like to add today that you maybe haven't had a chance to touch on? Um, I don't know. I mean, I just, what I really want so much is to is for people to have this feeling that they can make art if they want to they can express themselves if they want to and that it isn't really about anything else it isn't really about skill skill can be learned it it isn't really about what other people think you'll always be chasing after something else it's really only about what you want um and I think that's 
that's something I'm learning myself. That's not something I've got figured out. It's just something that I'm learning. And, and so it's kind of like the thing that I'm most excited about sharing because it's so, it's so fresh in my mind um, that that is kind of like, that's the root of all creativity. It's the wish to express that thing that you want to express. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and I think, you know, I, I work with my clients on this as well. And they're so worried about that finished product and it's like, that's not what it's about. It's about the process you go through. And it's about mm. freeing yourself to just be creative mm. and just allow yourself. Nobody has to see it, mm. right? Stop yeah. you know, judging yourself on, yeah. on, your, on your learning and your experiencing and your feeling. And yeah. yeah. And I, I think that if I have, if I had to say like one regret that I have, I, I'm not a person with lots of regrets, but the regret that I often have that I think about is I regret all the times that I spent not not creating because I was too anxious or too attached to like perfectionism or the outcome or like being too worried it's kind of like if you if you dare to go through the process uh, and dare to just spend that time and dare to just show up for yourself for your art you know whatever your art is whether it's painting or something else um it's it's time so well spent and I kind of feel a bit sad for my you know myself 10-15 years ago that um that I spent so much time not creating when you know just create and then like don't 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 even worry about whether it's good just create more you know Mm. yeah that's so true so true I want to thank you so much for being here today and we will make sure all the links are there so that people can find you Thank you. Thank you for your interesting questions. <laughs> I'm glad you found them interesting. <laughs> <laughs> to our listeners, I look forward to you tuning in next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Are you a daily journaler? Do you want more creativity in your day? We have two great creativity journals to start your day with. One for people who already have a journaling practice and one for people who are new to journaling. Both are an amazing way to start your day. Both make the perfect gift for a person in your life. Check out Have an Amazingly Creative Day and How Do I Have an Amazingly Creative Day. Both currently available on Amazon. Click the link below to purchase yours now.